Right, so this is uh, Dr. Elizabeth Blackburn, actually a Nobel Prize winner who uh, did, did, did a lot of good work about telomeres, which are, which is actually a core aspect of our DNA, right? And it actually plays a key role in the aging process. Hi everyone, and welcome to the Habit Mindset Podcast. Today with us, we have Bjorn Lee, who is the CEO and founder of MindFi, a mindfulness app that helps you with mindfulness. So without further ado, let's dive right in. Hi, Bjorn. Uh, Bjorn is uh, someone that uh, I've uh, met before online. Uh, actually, he was the one that actually um, um, started this particular app called MindFind, and I've been using it for a while. Uh, in fact, I think uh, after using it for some time, he actually uh, requested for me to have a, a kind of a feedback session on 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 the on the app itself. And uh, actually, some of the improvements I I see it as as uh, as the days goes by. So I'm I'm sure Bjorn is going to talk a little bit more about the further updates that are upcoming. Uh, it's very very exciting times uh, for 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 mine fine. Uh, so without further ado, let's uh, welcome Bjorn and uh, maybe Bjorn to to start off. Uh, maybe we can uh, you can uh, just do a bit of an intro of yourself and uh, what mine does. Sure. Hey uh, Daniel, thanks for having me on this podcast. And hi everyone to all your listeners and followers as well. My name is Bjorn Lee. And I'm the founder and CEO of MyFi. So MyFi is a mindfulness mobile app on both the iOS App Store and the uh, Google Play Store as well. Um, it belongs. Um, I mean, the company. The it's part of a platform for corporate mental well-being, which is actually a big topic right now, especially during the pandemic. And so the mobile app forms one part of the platform that we actually provide to not only consumers on the app stores, but also companies who may be running corporate wellness programs to improve the well-being or the productivity of their employees as mm. well, right? And um, I have been in the tech uh, startup industry for about 15 years, um, born and raised okay. in Singapore, um, but I've um, worked in uh, various other countries like the US, China, Vietnam as well. Uh, in various tech startups, um, and so yeah, this is a quick introduction. Yeah, uh, back to you, Daniel. Yeah, I look forward to see what kind of questions you may have. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I just want to understand a little bit. You, I mean, you you actually went through like several tech startups and all that, right? How 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 do you get the idea for MindFi? Uh, actually, how how did it all how did it all start? Well, it started in uh, 2011 when mm -hmm. I was actually uh, working on my second startup. Uh, in Silicon Valley. So I was uh, living in San Francisco then. Um, I I would say that I was living in San Francisco about say, you know, one third of the time. Um, so I spent uh, time shuttling and flying back and forth between uh, the US and Singapore. Um, my startup was, uh, had my team spread across two different locations. Uh, we are 16 hours away from one another, so my working hours were very long, and you can imagine this put a lot of stress and pressure on me to try to um, balance the needs of the team members on both sides. Uh, so I started developing, uh, you know, like uh, tightness and pains in the chest area uh, over the over the years, over the years, and it worsened uh, during that time. I went to see a doctor, and they actually. Uh, event, long story short, they diagnosed it as uh, mental stress uh, and asked me to go seek meditation as a long-term solution, So, mm. which I did. 
And so I would get, I would say that I started meditating about that time, uh, 10 years ago, about nine years ago. And, um, and uh, fast forward, I would say in 2016, I took a one year sabbatical. And during a sabbatical, I wanted to work on uh, something that had um, social impact, uh, not only just uh, commercial potential as well. And I eventually settled on um, mental wellness, uh, specifically mindfulness as a way to bring about prevention, prevention, prevention in um, mm-hmm. to prevent people from uh, developing poor mental health. It's one of the areas I wanted to focus on. So that's how the my idea for my fight came up. I see. Yeah. I- I, I actually started out uh, something similar as well. Uh, I it was not as uh, I was a high stress situation as you, but I realized that um, was uh, that my anger and my my kind of situation awareness wasn't really there. Uh, I was just going through day day to day, just doing the stuff, and I realized that um, maybe I should seek out some uh, some way of uh, trying to clarify like what am I feeling and like some way of uh, like lowering down my kind of ang- anger uh, anger threshold and I realized that one of the ways was actually through mindfulness uh, I actually tried a couple of apps before I settled on um, MindFi and other apps as well thank uh, you yeah so it, it was a quite a eye-opening experience in that uh, the 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 sessions tend to be a little bit shorter, so you got uh, different different segments, right? You got uh, the focus one, uh, where you can do your work, mindful work. Uh, you also have the courses. So I, I was uh, very interested in the courses because you have to have the basics. Uh, the the different tracks. Uh, as I remember, uh, there's one. Actually, I'm I'm currently redoing the one on introduction to mindfulness. So even as I redo them, I realize that uh, there are some things that I didn't really uh, notice before and. Uh, I can pick, pick pick that up again. So it was a really quite a uh, eye-opening experience. And the one thing that I really like is that uh, it's short. So I I tend to uh, as a habit, right? I I'll, I'll go out on the bus uh, during my morning commute, and then I will start the app uh, when I sit down on a seat. So usually I I go to work uh, pretty early, so I thankfully can find a seat. Uh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'll just start the app and. It just takes uh, around ten minutes, and uh, I'm right, done right. for the day as well. Yeah. yeah. So this uh this, this particular um routine of uh, me getting out of the bus becomes like a prompt for me to oh no start start the mindfulness app, and from there I realize that eh as I go through the day last time at work I seem to be more irritable you know small small things tend to irritate me but right now I see that there are certain things that I'm uh better able to control. I, I see my anger rising and as such, uh, I, I think my productivity tends to be uh, a, a lot higher as well because I don't spend time ruminating on the things that happened before. Yeah, yeah. So I, I really, uh, uh, you know, um, account most of it uh, to mindfulness and, and your app uh, as, a, as a starting point. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, like, uh, it's funny that you mentioned that you, uh, you know, like uh, use the app at the start of your commute because mm. I actually meditate during my commute as well. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I've got a 20-minute bus ride from my place to the office and uh, it's uh, I, I picked that particular route because uh, it, was, uh, it was very nice to just, you know, like uh, be aware of my motion and uh, of the bus, you know, and uh, and uh, have a very start, good start before I actually arrive in the office. Yeah. So it's yeah. good. we have the same routine then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and I think it's a, it's a, it's a kind of a, how to say, it's a, it's a routine where you know one particular action prompts another, and and as such, you tend to, 
remember to do things uh, exactly. rather than exactly. if it's just oh, a certain time. Sometimes you leave the, the, the house a little bit later or oh, that's it, it's gone already. So yeah, if you were exactly. to base it out of that, I, I think it's uh, yeah, more yeah. Uh, sustainable way of uh, sustaining a, a something, a routine like a, like a meditation. Totally. Yeah, so, yeah. Mm, mm, yeah. so what... So um, having uh, started meditation, uh, I realized that uh, one of the challenges I felt um, uh, maybe in my mind uh, basically was uh, I'm a Christian, right? And sometimes meditation tends to be associated with this uh, more towards the Buddhist uh, kind of, uh, how to say, uh, realm, you know, where, yeah, yeah. So at least in my mind, uh, do you have any uh, thoughts on that? Uh, well, I mean, you can be right that uh, when people think about meditation, mm. they can uh, seem to associate it with uh, Buddhism. Uh, Buddhism does have, um, you know, some um, aspect of meditation. Yeah. Uh, maybe, you, broadly speaking, you could say that it is a, a type of contemplative practice, mm. right? But similarly, I think when you look at the other religions, they all have uh, some form of contemplative practice as well. Um, including but also not limited to your religion, Christianity, right? Yes. Um, but similarly, I think when you look at Islam and some other religions, they are some form of contemplative practice. Um, the, for, for me, personally, I am uh, agnostic. Religiously, I'm agnostic, right? Mm. Uh, so where the, reason, the reason why I picked up uh, meditation was because of the science in it. And how you know the health, uh, medical professionals, uh, healthcare researchers, um, and the scientific community have uh, taken in mindfulness, right? And uh, you know stress tested uh, in a good way. Tested <laughs> <laughs> some of the benefits of um, mindfulness in reducing stress, um, in and um, treating anxiety symptoms, and as well. Uh, whether it's alleviating depression, mm. uh, there's a lot of uh, research as well into how it helps with emotional mood regulation and so on and so forth right so the the thing here is that um we just have to be circumspect sometimes and understand that sure you know like uh i think uh, if you dig deep you will find you will find that it can be associated with uh, um, buddhism but if you dig deep you can find that it's associated with some other religion as well mm. um for me i just take it at the at the fact i i'm a i'm a man of science and so when I look at the uh, my practice, I I do it because you know I realize that it has uh, been it has real results, right? Quantitatively proven that it will benefit our mind or our brain health. Yeah, and, and I completely agree with that. Uh, yeah. So um, you you you, me you mentioned that there are, there are, there are some uh, improvements that you experience after you meditate, right? Uh, can can you share like some of them? Uh, one thing is uh, becoming less impatient. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, I think you mentioned uh, something about uh, managing your anger threshold, and I would say I have something similar as well. Yeah. Right? It's uh, the anger management. Um, I think uh, I I tend to get impatient. Um, deadlines. Um, you know, like um, managing teams around the world. Um, and I think I do tend to put a lot of pressure on myself, and I think everybody does kind of put a lot of pressure on yourself as well. Uh, when your expectations uh, in your mind does not match the reality, it does create mm -hmm. some form of a misalignment, right? In terms of your mood and how it makes, how you do after that. 
so I say that you know I can observe that my my um, I have uh, managed to check myself, become more aware when I'm about to get angry, and hopefully I keep my uh, impatience to a minimum. Uh, but of course, the best thing to for impatient person uh, to for a person who's made, like me who tend to be impatient is not to say that I've become less impatient. You know, I think it's not for me to say that; it's for others to say that, right? Uh, that's just one aspect. The other aspect is that I have a way to relax after I have a very effective way to relax or calm myself down um, after maybe frustration and so on. Because you know, life is full of ups ups and downs, mm. right? Um, nobody, right, would actually say that uh, they never get angry or they never lose their emotional balance and they never feel like shitty or you know like uh, down in the dumps you know yeah. one, uh, from time to time and so you know like uh, having this uh, method allows me to kind of like steer my brain away it's a very effective way for me to steer my brain away from say negativity uh, frustration uh, towards something more positive right so mm -hmm. maybe i'll be more grateful i will do a short gratitude um, practice to uh, notice the little things in life on that day that i should be thankful or grateful for right not just to things objects events but also people around me as well yeah I, and i and i agree with that a lot of things that you said res really resonated with me uh, being less impatient and uh, effective way of uh, actually calming yourself down when you're actually feeling uh, stressed and especially now uh, during the covid 19 period right uh, and uh, also in singapore um there are a lot of things that are happening that you know every day there's that there's changes and uh, yeah. I, I think it, having a med uh, having meditation as a tool for us to uh, de-stress and be more uh, in tune with ourselves is really a, a, a great way um, yeah so uh, maybe shifting uh, gears a bit right um, you mentioned uh, mindfight has uh, something that's uh, coming up uh, next uh, in, the, in in the coming months uh, are you able to share a little bit more about that uh i can say a little bit i think uh yeah. while uh, we are tr we are making the app more social because mm. we believe that mental well-being is uh it's a social journey and so what we are trying to do is to allow um, our users to be able to go on this journey together with a small group of friends or their colleagues mm. right and i think uh, that's all i can say at this point of time actually uh, we are trying to actually bring some elements, social elements of um, uh, mindfulness and mental well-being into the app in a very mindful manner. So it is not just about forming a team, but it's also about highlighting some of the more um, interrelational or social aspects of mindfulness, right? So you may have experienced it before in the app already. Uh, like what I just mentioned, it also is a gratitude uh, mindfulness. Right, gratitude uh, meditation, where you learn to give thanks to mm. the people around you. Another type of um, meditation is uh, kindness, kindness meditation. Uh, they call it uh, loving kindness meditation. LKM is a well-researched type of meditation um, um, by many researchers, right? Um, and uh, the third part is compassion meditation, which is a very popular uh, technique right now, you know, like uh, in business schools like uh, INSEAD, Stanford, business school, GSB as well. So, you know, like, uh, so we want to highlight some of these small social uh, forms of mindfulness, which actually improve the social aspects of your character or personality. And uh, I will not let the cat too much out of the bag. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. It all sounds very exciting. And even in the 
uh, previous few months, I already see some changes in the app already. Yeah, so I I guess it's like a lead up to to whatever you, you guys are doing, and and you you guys are really doing good work. So uh, appreciate appreciate the update. Still more to do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, maybe to kind of uh round up the entire podcast. Um, uh, do you have any resources for us to maybe find out a little bit more about meditation, or you can recommend uh that we read or or watch, or maybe in an, uh, even an article. Uh, the the Berkeley um Greater Good Center. Mm-hmm. Let me just uh check just make sure the name is correct. Yeah, the Berkeley Greater Good Center mm-hmm. is a very good resource. Uh, I think they talk about the roots of compassion, happiness, and altruism. Um, uh, I find myself going there a, a lot. Um, at uh, at UC Berkeley to to look at this as well. Um, I think Sam Harris has an amazing podcast that talks about mindfulness, right? I think he has a mindfulness app as well. Um, uh, for me, I mean, like I also, you know, like check out other resources, websites, apps as well to to you know kind of like make sure that I I um, I broaden it. And for my users as well, you know, like uh, I understand that everybody has different styles, so mm. they, you know, feel free to go check that out. Um, these two will be some of the resources for people who want something a bit more audio. Um, or also, you know, like um, um, Greater Good Science Center, right? Uh, Greater Good Center from Berkeley. Um, one thing I really like is Tim Ferriss' uh, podcast, which talks about performance. Mm. Um, uh, uh, performance, you know, not just in your career, but also in your own lifestyle as well. So um, it takes a more productivity, it takes a more productivity oriented view towards how you can improve your mental. Yeah, fitness, right? Because I think a lot of us think about physical fitness and we go run, we do yoga, we go to the gym. But um, for me, I'm very passionate, uh, interested about, um, say, um, the fitness of the mind. How can we make it, uh, how, what, are, is, what are the weight exercises, the runs, the uh, similar type of exercises you can do for your mind, right? So yeah. that's what I, 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 I spend a lot of time on as well. You know, like, for example, you can think of the stamina exercise as trying to, as the duration of your meditation. How long can you last? Endurance, yeah. Right, and then the strength, uh, that's not exactly a direct relation, but you know, like, uh, there's compassion meditation, which you can use to, you know, make yourself more, social, relate to others more socially, uh, mm. right? How long you can maintain your attention is a focused attention meditation. Um, but there's a lot to go on. Uh, uh, last but not least, I think uh, by far the most important um, resource where I learned a lot is this book called Altered Traits. Altered Traits, right? Altered Traits uh, is a, a book by two um, PhDs. Um, one is by um, Professor Richard Davidson. I think he's at the University of Wisconsin. He's been doing research on mindfulness. Wow, I guess he's been doing it for 20 to 30 over years wow. already. Right. Um, I think he. I think it's an amazing story. I think he started by um, having a conversation with the Dalai Lama, right? Oh, uh, yeah. And I guess it's why some people may think that it's uh, it's a lot about Buddhism uh, mm-hmm. related to it. Um, uh, so that he's been. Uh, he was asked by the Dalai Lama to go investigate mindfulness uh, from a scientific point of view. Uh, so he partnered with uh, his friend, I think Daniel Goleman, who is famous for writing the book about emotional, emotional intelligence. intelligence. Yeah. Right? So in this book, what they do is that they look at hundreds, like five, six hundred, maybe even more uh, research articles. They categorize them and they summarize what are the key findings 
of how meditation uh, changes our mind and brain, right? Uh, or, and change the mind and brain and the body. So this is a fantastic book because you read one book and you kind of like get a very readable summary of what science tells us uh, over 600, 700, uh, 600 over studies. Great. Um, so that's a, that's a good book as well. Um, and um, another book, if I, we are on the topic of books, is this book by Elizabeth, Elizabeth Blackburn. Um, that I don't know. Um, uh, hang on a second, all right? You can you can delete this part of the uh, podcast. <laughs> no problem. Really yeah. uh, this is actually a really very good book as well by Elizabeth Blackburn on telomeres. Um, I'm not sure whether I'm pronouncing it right. Um, ah, yes, the telomere effect. The telomere effect by uh, Doctor Elizabeth Blackburn. Um, it's actually a very good book about how you can live younger, healthier, and longer, right? So this is uh, Dr. Elizabeth Blackburn, actually a Nobel Prize winner, who uh, did, did, did a lot of good work about telomeres, which are, which is actually a core aspect of our DNA, right? And it actually plays a key role in the aging process. And um, spoiler alert, uh, there will be a bit of um, talking about how you can reverse, not, I wouldn't say reverse aging process, but you know, slow down the aging process because I think she has found some um, habits, right, including mindfulness that can actually help to protect the telomeres and um, you know, slow down disease and improve life as well. So this is a book about telomeres, uh, some health habits you can do, um, and Dr. Blackburn is a Nobel Prize winner. Wow, fantastic resources. I think all the links and resources, I'll, I'll leave it in the link in the podcast episode. Um, just before we end off, uh, how, how can our uh, podcast uh, listeners uh, connect with you if they want to uh, come find you? Um, well, I mean, they can uh, check out the app, they contact, uh, go to contact us, um, and I check every single um, user support, customer support email. Wow. Or they can find me on LinkedIn or Facebook or Instagram as well. Thank you, Bjorn. I think this was a very, very uh, insightful conversation and I thank you for your time. Thanks. Thank you as well, Daniel. Thank, thank you, you for the app and uh, all the best for our podcast. Have a good weekend, all right? You too. Thanks, Bjorn. Cheers. Bye now. Bye. And it's over. Thank you very much for joining us on this episode of The Habit Mindset. If you want to see the links for the resources that were mentioned in this episode, please go to www.thehabitmindset.com Dot com and you can see the um, resources there. If you appreciated this episode and got some value out of it, please consider leaving us a review on Spotify or even on the podcast uh, app of your choice. Until next time, I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.